You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 155, recorded September 25th, 2022. The topic for this episode is, however you want to say this, Nemesine, Nemazanine, whatever. Oh my god. It's that lore book. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to be your host this time. I am Elemist. Hi, I'm working. And we got some podcast info. We encourage feedback. That can be sent to us on Twitter at Guardians underscore Lore, at Hey It's Orchid, or at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can email us at Guardians underscore Lore at Outlook.com. You can leave us a five-star review wherever you find the podcast. Uh, you can also jump into our Discord. The invite is down in the episode description, but like, if you want to type it out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps and we appreciate it greatly. Thank you. Thank you. You can also find our info on thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. I think we're still there. I didn't check. I did. We're still there. What? I was really slacking while you were gone. I was like, whatever. <laughs> So this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle. Mm, it's been a while. In case you haven't noticed, like I've I've been absent for a while. Since you've been gone, I can breathe for the first time. Can you? <laughs> Actually, How yes. Are you? Um. So. Oh my god. So, for those who aren't in Lore Hub, um, I came down with COVID. So I was out of commission for two weeks and then kind of mending for the third. I am feeling much okay better now. now. Um, okay. I, I still have a cough. Um, I still get winded just taking the trash out. But like that's stuff that I'm going to have to work on. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Yeah. COVID sucks, man. Like it took me months to get over it. I'm still not completely over it. Like it it wasn't I was expecting something much worse than what I got. Well, that's good. So I was able to get through it a lot easier than I expected. Mm -hmm. Um I had a fever for all of maybe like three days. Mm -hmm. Like I just mm -hmm. I got out ahead of everything. I'm like I had Motrin ready. I had Excedrin ready in case of headaches. Um, you know, I had plenty of juice and, and Gatorade and water. And, like, I was just ready. You said all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so it just... It was bad, but it wasn't as bad as I had built it up in my head to be. I'm better now. That's good. Still feeling the long-term effects, but I'm I'm better now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So how have you and Rindle been? Like, you guys haven't burned down the podcast or anything yet. We tried. We tried. It was a it was a good effort from us. <laughs> um, we didn't even put out an episode last week. We're just like meh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we did try, but it did not happen. So we're still here. Uh, apparently, yay! We missed you. Yay! <laughs> We did. We missed you. So we're glad you're back. I've I've missed you guys as well. Like this. Yeah. This has become such a routine for me that it's not having it felt weird. Yeah. It's been a whole ass month. Yeah. So um, it's October now. Did you notice? It has been an, a weird summer. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a really weird summer. Usually we put out a lot more content. Than so we ap- we apologize, listeners. I apologize for nothing. Get wrecked. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're almost in October. Like, holy crap. I know. It's almost spooky season. Yeah. <gasps> Orchid loves spooky shit. Let's go. I, I already oh got my God. I already got part of my costume that arrived. Like, I'm waiting on the other part. Okay, what are you going to be for Halloween? Tell me everything. Thorbowski. Thorbowski. Oh, really? So at the very beginning. You're going to be you're gonna be fat Thor? Yes. So at the very beginning of Avengers Endgame, for those who do not know, um, Thor got into a really depressive state. Mm-hmm. And he let himself go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, he, en- he ended up getting fat. So, like. He just ate cereal and shit. Yeah. So. I ordered the costume for that. And then I, I'm also going to take, like, the other part that already had come in was Stormbreaker, the axe that, that Thor has. I'm kind of excited about this. It's very cool. I wish I could grow out my facial hair to the extent that I need it for the costume, but, like, mm-hmm. it's just not in my genetics. <laughs> I mean, I'm a quarter Italian, so like it, it's it's just not in my genetics. Uh, <laughs> I think it's great though. That's gonna be such a good costume. So like, I've got a wig, and like a beard wig. I don't even know what mm-hmm, what it's called. Mm-hmm. A muff. <laughs> no wait, wrong, <laughs> wrong beard wig, wrong part of the body. <laughs> <laughs> wrong wrong beard oops oh, <laughs> <Lum>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that started a coughing fit holy crap uh, sorry oh. <laughs> oh man but um but yeah like it's funny it, it's it's a costume that i've been wanting to to get for a while mm-hmm. because like i i i identified with that version of thor like everything he went through there because mm-hmm. at that point like he'd lost his entire family all of his people his home and it wasn't until he failed to kill thanos before the snap that he finally broke down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a costume i've been wanting to do for a while I finally just broke down and and got everything. That's very cool. What are you doing for October though? Um, I haven't decided what I'm going to be for Halloween. I always have like my otter outfit if I want to be an otter again. 
I usually try to stream some spooky Halloween things because like as much as I love like really scary movies and I always see like my BFF Lazy Dragon. If people <laughs> like have seen her around the place, um, you actually know her in real life, but she's coming to visit and we're going to like our hometown has a harvest party every year. So we're going to the harvest party and uh, there's no like costumes involved. There's just like a lot of drinking involved. <laughs> so we're going to like go to that with her husband and my partner, probably if I can like convince him to go, which I don't think will be very hard. And I think some of my coworkers are going to go. It's less about the scary and more about the drinking. I mean, isn't that what Oktoberfest is about? Pretty much. It's pretty much Oktoberfest, but it's like cider. But actually in October. Actually in October, there's a big cider house in town. So they always have like a big harvest party every year. And like all a bunch of students always go because the university is here. And it's it's a good time. There's like bands and they always have like special drinks that like they don't sell except like at their tap house. So you can always get like special drinks that you can only buy here. So it's it's fun. And they get their ice wine out that you can only buy here. Which is my favorite. That's awesome. It's like this the sweetest thing you've ever had in your entire <laughs> life. It just makes you go, wow. That's why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna go as though. Probably an otter, because I mean why not? Because, <laughs> I mean, it, it's a lifelong dream. It's a lifelong <laughs> dream of mine to just be an otter. I mean, if I could just splice the genes into me to just become the otter at that point, I would just do it. But, <laughs> you know, I already have the squeak and I have the outfit, so might as well just be the otter. Just embrace it at this point. <laughs> but anyway, we have some destiny things to talk about. Yes. So. Oh, my um, God. You've missed so much since you've been gone. There's been a lot of drama. <gasps> uh, quitter penalties in PvP. I have so many opinions. Like what? Oh my god. Like why? Especially since it's supposed to be like for the, the casual gameplay. Oh my god. Like, so I get it. I get it. You're casual. You just want to you just want to play. And finally, they have skill based matchmaking. So you're like, I'm playing with people of my own rank. But people are going in and they're quitting because they're like, man, disjunction again. Fuck this map. And they leave because I mean, that's me. Disjunction again. Fuck this map. I'm going to leave. I'm not going to play this map for the 18th time in a row. No, you cannot make me. And if that means I'm leaving two people to play by themselves, yeah, you're right. I'm going to because I'm not going to waste like what little time I have during the week playing a shitty, shitty match on like bad, bad maps. Especially now that we've seen like how their maps are like weighted. Yeah, and it's their two worst maps are weighted the most. <laughs> no, because they're the two newest. Like I. No, thank you. I understand why they did it. But at the same time, I'm sitting here like, you've got some really good maps that honestly, I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Like Dead Cliffs is a good <gasps> map. Why are we not playing on it? 
And I know why we're not playing it is because it's a small map and arc 3.0 means people move across the map so quickly. It's too small for 12s. Well, and, and even before. <laughs> it was too small for 12s before, honestly. And even before arc 3.0. It was built for fours. Yes. It wasn't built for sixes. Exactly. Like you can spawn lock the other team in that map. Oh, yeah absolutely i've been on the receiving end of it i've been on the the dealing end of that i've been on yep i have too it is a small map and not built for sixes Mm -hmm. yeah because at that point because at that point like you're dealing with four extra people in that map but their maps of bannerfall midtown exodus blue wormhaven and burnout those are all really big maps and those are made for sixes. Yeah. And so I don't know why they would reduce weight those very good maps for Arc 3.0. I don't know. Like, I don't know what they're thinking with some of these. I, I don't know. I don't either. That there I have I question a lot of what they're doing. Um, I don't think people should be penalized for leaving a match that isn't competitive. This is not a competitive game. Destiny is a joke. I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to get very salty for the next 30 seconds. Skip forward in the podcast. I don't give a fuck. If you don't like it, like, I don't care. Just go away. The fact that this is not a competitive game, like, this is not Halo. This doesn't have, like, an esports league. This isn't Valorant. This isn't Apex. Right. This isn't any of those games. So don't come at me with like, oh, well, we have quitter penalties now because we want to make it good for everybody. Like, go, get, go fuck yourselves. Seriously. I don't care. Like, I don't care. I'm going to leave. I'd like to leave. Please. Because I don't want to play those maps. And if I have a bad match, I'm not going to stay in it. And it's not because I'm trying to protect like my shitty KD or whatever. It's because I don't have enough time in the day to waste my time playing those matches. I have too much to do. Like I have this podcast. I have like Destiny Lore audio file. I have other things that I would rather be doing. I work like 55 hours a week. And I am tired. I have chronic fatigue syndrome. I have like the remnants of long COVID. I do not have time to sit here and grind destiny like a lot of other people do. I want to get my like three games and get out so I can get my pinnacle. That's all I care about. And so if I have a shitty match or because it's on a shitty map, I'm not going to stay there on the shitty map. I'm sorry. I see like the throne world. I'm getting the fuck out. I hate Disjunction that much. I'm not playing it. Cathedral Dusk is the same thing. Like, I see Saturn, I'm leaving. It's that much. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I would rather go do something else. And if you're going to punish me with not being able to play at all, then I'm just not going to get that pinnacle. Because now I'm just going to get, like, quitter penalties left and right now. Like, I just want to get my three matches. Right. 
And a lot of people are going to be like, just play the matches, just play on shitty maps. Like, no, if I'm going to be forced to play, then let me play on good maps. Let me play and actually enjoy myself. Right. And and that's exactly like, it. Like, you're going to be spending 15 minutes, you know, to 20 minutes, 25 minutes playing this game for a, a, a pinnacle. Like, do you want to spend 25 minutes miserable because you got the same map like two or three different times? Yeah, no way. Sorry. And and that's exactly it. It's it, like, honestly, I haven't really gone for pinnacles. I, I've, I've kind of given up at this point. So have I. The number of times that I have been shafted in pinnacles with that, I've kind of given up at this point right so have i i've played so much iron banner iron banner i played a ton i played all week i really like grinded iron banner and when iron banner comes around again i'll play a lot of iron banner again like i will play so much iron banner but i need to as well like when this like i can't i'm sorry like with quitter penalties i'm just not gonna play i'm not gonna Sorry, I would rather not play and not get not get frustrated. I would rather I would rather not play at all than play disjunction. <laughs> Damn. I love PvP. Yeah. I love PvP. Like longtime listeners of this know that I love PvP. I've played PvP since D1. Like Crucible was my thing, but no, not like this. Sorry. Skill-based matchmaking when it's like a loose base, whatever. Like, I like it. It's fine. I'm finding matches. It takes a little bit longer, but it's fine. Like, it, it's not right away, you know? Yeah. Some people are like, oh, no, it's immediate. It's great. Like, I'm finding so many matches. Like, it, not for me. It, it does take a little bit longer, but it's fine. I'm finding good matches. Like, they're not all like the sweatiest esports league matches i've ever had but they're fine matches well and (laughs) and so the the few matches that i've done it's been close matches but i don't feel like i'm getting lucky with kills or anything yeah i feel like i'm having to work for them and it's it's fine it's good like Like, I'm, i'm having to work for the kills i'm i'm not getting lucky because you know i just happen to press the button quicker than that guy yeah like it, it's actual, you know, I feel like I'm in a good place. I will say that the lag is kind of bad. I have noticed that it's, it is getting worse. They're having to reach more outside of the area. But I mean, I play with Australians, so the lag is what it is. So <laughs> the lag is it's for me, I guess it's kind of the same as it's always been question mark (laughs) i don't know i mean it's it's fine it's it's fine some of that is a trade-off yeah you know you get into these these close matches that you know you actually feel like you're doing well even if you're losing Mm -hmm. but like you still i don't know how to word it aside from it's part of the trade-off it would be amazing to to not need to do the trade off, but like being real here, it's gonna be part of the game, right? 
It's fine. I mean, it's good. It's it's fine. I'm just not going to play as much as I used to and whatever. Anyway, um, those are my Orchid has lots of PvP opinions. It's over. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Go home now. Um. <laughs> Go ho- <laughs> it's over. So the so we also this past week. <laughs> yeah this this past week we had a um a weekly uh, story quest that required fifty champions to be killed. Oh my god! Every, the internet caught on fire, and it was really funny. Um, After a so, day, Bungie did a hot fix that auto completed it. Right, but like the internet was on fire the entire week. Oh my god! Like the internet loves to be mad about a bunch of stuff, and I kind of agree with the internet in the part of like maybe not fifty champions for a weekly story. Like, if it was ten or twenty. If it was 10 champions, I would have been like, cool, that's one nightfall. Right. And and even 20, it's like, like... fine. That's two nightfalls. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. That's two nightfalls. That's like, if they were weighted differently for a nightfall, like, oh, a legendary nightfall, they are weighted like three champions count as one champion. Right. Like, done already. Right. Like, yeah, but it didn't say like that... People were finding out, like Kimber Prime, who is one of my Australian friends, found out that in catch crashes, like the master catch crash, they are weighted heavier than in everything else. Yeah. I think it was like And it's because something like that. And it's because Bungie was trying to push you into doing a master something like within the story. And they're not supposed to do that. Right. And um, the story is supposed to be something that you can do solo if you choose. Yeah, they're it's breaking like the framework of like how they make the game by having you do like a six a six person like master thing, like within like forcing you to kind of like go into doing that, like within the story. Like, you're not supposed to do that. So, but requiring you to do 50 champions is a lot to, like, to stopgap you from doing the story. Like, that's just, like, that's asking a lot, my friends. No, like, I I was the one, or I, I had, like, I, I had figured out that, you know, you had 10 champions in a heroic nightfall so i was like all right mm-hmm. i'm just gonna sit here Bye and heroic. do exodus crash several times yeah so like my friend mike and i did that we we got a third we got nem my friend um and we did we did legendary nightfalls right or whatever legend nightfalls we did a bunch of them right and then got tired <laughs> we're like Ugh, this sucks so like i mean <laughs> I, I was sitting there and I'm like, okay, so, you know, th- this kind of sucks, but, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I had completed it that the first night and I had done the story. Right. And then I, f- I found out that they did the auto-completion and, honestly, I'm perfectly fine with it. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of people on on Twitter, especially, were complaining like, "Well, what do the people who who completed it that first night get?" Nothing. Fuck you. Good job. You know, typical Bungie because they make things easier. It's not that they made it easier. It's that they did a boo-boo and tried to undo it. Yeah. They realized that they made something, like, unreasonably difficult, like, and a lot of people were just like, yeah, I guess I'm just not doing the story anymore. Sorry. It's going to take me a whole week to do the fucking story now. When it should be, like, kill 50 enemies, not kill 50 champions. Like, you realize Kill 50 Champions is one of the threader bounties? Hell, it's one of the seasonal challenges for Bright Dust. Like, No, one of the seasonal challenges for Bright Dust is kill five champions. Only five? Yeah. It used to be 50. Yeah, no, it was like week one or week two was like kill five champions. I I swear that it used to be 50 or... I might be. Th- it used to be fifty. I might be thinking of like stunning the champion. Yeah. No, you're right. But like I, one of the one of the seasonal like triumphs was kill five champions. <laughs> Complete. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool, nailed it. Jeez. <laughs> Killed five champions. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't finish it that night. I was really tired because I've been working Australia hours this week. And so I'm like, r- my sleep schedule super fucked up. So <laughs> I'm just, I was really glad that they auto completed it because I didn't finish it. So Mike and I did half of that. And then the next night we did the story because he's on vacation now. And I'm glad we finished it like that before he went on vacation so he could do the story yeah and i mean so we could do it together it was really nice even though i realized at the time that i hadn't done like whatever um i hadn't opened a chest or something for the second part of that quest to count when he did it so i didn't get like the completion part for that when he did, because I didn't open, like, the second chest or something. I think I had that same issue. And so, like, I didn't complete the actual entire quest for the story, even though I did the story with him. So none of it counted. So I had to do it again on stream last night. And uh, so I had to do the whole story over. <laughs> it was so stupid. So I did it with Rindle. <laughs> I'm so glad I got to do it again. But like, I can't believe that when I did it the first time, it didn't count. <laughs> I felt real dumb. Well, and like I did it uh, at, at the very beginning of the season. I think I had that same mm-hmm. issue with Expedition. Yeah, because I didn't open a chest like the second chest. Right. I think and, because and, I didn't slot my rune. <laughs> And and part of that was because I couldn't figure out where. I couldn't find the thing to slot my rune in. It's so hard to find. <laughs> well, for me, it was more of the fact that, like, I didn't realize you had to go over to the spray-painted ground and, you know, pop the chest there. Yeah. It's just, like, just couldn't find it. It's very silly. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, you know what? There, there was also something else that happened this week. Hmm. Master difficulty for King's Fall came out. <gasps> what? I'm nowhere near doing it. No. Um, oh my god. Because in order to actually have real survivability in there, not just like be able to take two shots and then die, it's it's recommended pinnacle cap mm-hmm. plus twenty one on your artifact. Oh my god. I'm nowhere near there. I'm nowhere near there either. And and a lot of that is because I just I haven't been feeling the grind because for various reasons, like time being one of them and not feeling that my time is being valued by the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> having to run the same activity four, five, seven times, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. possibly more in order to actually get the one thing you're trying to go for. Right. It It just it doesn't feel good. Uh, so I've been stepping away from from the higher end difficulty stuff. Right. Kudos to anybody who does do it, especially Master King's Fall. Like that's that's hard. Yeah, that's some real hard stuff. Yeah. Like I just ran a, a regular King's Fall today, um, and it it took quite a while, and I think a lot of that was us bullshitting. But. Hmm. Yeah. I did notice um, for regular King's Fall, they did talk about like I've had really kind of no problem doing King's Fall like photosensitively ish, except in Sisters. And that makes sense because they're very flashy. Yeah. And they actually talked about seeing if there's a fix for it. Um, So they're talking about whether they can fix it or not. So good on Bungie for knowing that there's an issue with it. Um, When I've done it with my teams, they're always like, okay, just like close your eyes, like turn around, just like. (laughs) So like the people I've played with have always been really good (laughs) about sisters. Um, So it's been like really good playing with people who know that I can't look. So it's which makes it really awkward because it's hard. You know, well, so like for one thing, it's kudos to them for knowing it and being able to position you in a way that you don't seize up. Yeah, they kind of shove me against like in the middle. They kind of shove me against the wall and then like turn me around and then just tell me when to close my eyes. And so for another like kudos to them for having the DPS in order to be able to do that one man down. Yeah, I usually um, I throw a well down and then just like. Not really. Throw like. well, and you're like, "All right, you guys are on your own." Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, like you guys are on your own. Bye. <laughs> People I've run with have been like really good about it, so that's been pretty good. I actually I like running King's Falls. It's just that's like the only part I really have a problem with. So. If people have, if people could run King's Fall and have enough DPS for sisters, they don't need me. I'm your person. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just need a well. They don't need my participation. <laughs> Lol. It's all right. Um, we've my team has been experiencing some glitches in King's Fall. Really? So you have glitches? Yes. 
So oh, no. if you swap characters in the middle of a raid, uh-huh. you can no longer do the mechanics. What? Is that a glitch or is that a feature? <laughs> well, considering I was one of the aura keepers for War Priest. Oh, no. It was a glitch. Oh, no. That's not good. Um, we were trying to get a, a red border at the very end. So, like, we needed to keep the instance. But I had mm -hmm. swapped over to a well because we had no warlocks. Uh-huh. And we were wondering why somebody was able to steal the aura, but I still died after, like, ten seconds. Weird. That's bizarre. And what made it worse was the fact that the white mechanic still happened. Weird. So, like, it it gets really buggy. Mm hmm I had a friend who, and I, I actually witnessed this. Um... They had swapped characters, like, right as we were getting to Golgoroth, mm -hmm. and they were the one taking gaze. Um, the very last gaze, he just stayed there, like, shooting Axion bolts, but, like, we couldn't damage him. Oh, weird. So, it was just, it, it was like he got stuck. And we couldn't progress any because he was stuck. Oh, no. So, yeah, there there are still some glitches. Oh. All I'm saying is make sure you start on the character that you want to finish on. Oh, man. Um, That's rough. Yeah. Didn't even think about that. Yeah, it, it was. It was not pretty. Oh, God. Yeah, seriously. Let's. But, it's crazy. But you know what was pretty? What? Orchid, you made a gun. I finally made a gun, guys. <laughs> I finally crafted my first gun. I made a callus mini tool because I want to put incandescent on it. <laughs> because I have a mini tool that has incandescent already. And I know we've kind of talked about this. But now that I've had time with it, I don't like making guns. Because it takes too long, and I don't like it. <laughs> Why can't I just find guns out in the wilds? And I don't understand why everyone likes making guns. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Explain to me <laughs> why making guns is good. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, part of it is the fact that you can... It's like unlocking all the perks for a gun without needing to keep multiple copies. Ah. Uh, I'm still waiting for them to do that for some of the older guns so that I can clear out my vault. I see. I'm waiting for that point where it tips in, in the direction that like, oh, you need to do, you know, weapon crafting. Mm -hmm. Because at at the current point, like, you can get by with a lot of weapons that aren't crafted. This is true. You can. I've found a lot of really good roles, like, out in the wild that I really like. Right. And it seems like even this season and this year, I've found better roles than I ever had before. And it's being, like, extra generous to me. 
which is very sus. And I'm like, mm, why are why are you giving me such good roles? Why are you being <laughs> so generous? I don't trust you. Right. Usually I have to work much harder to get these roles. Why? You know, but now it's not. Now it's just giving me these roles for like no reason. I have a working theory about like the the behind the scenes RNG factor. Oh, really? What's your theory? The more time you spend away from the game, uh-huh, the more you you are rewarded when you come back. Oh, so because I've been lazy, it's trying to get me to play the game more. It's it's trying to bring you back in because oh, you just got this awesome thing. I see. The last month, actually the last couple weeks, you know, with my play style, I haven't been able to play, you know, grind for too long. Mm -hmm. I have gotten four or five exotics to drop in the wild. Not because I was grinding for exotics or anything, but I've just had them drop from random enemies. Huh weird and i'm pretty sure a lot of it is because of that behind the scenes rng stat our friend mr pickles calls it the loot nut the loot nuts <laughs> no don't call it that that's not the thing to call it oh my god pickles why I was like, Jesus, the when, loot nuts, stop. When we were first talking what? about it like two years ago, the loot I was like, nuts. yeah, so, you know, it's whatever your your seed is behind behind the scenes. And he's like, the hell's a seed? I've just oh, been referring to it nut. as the loot nut. The loot nut. <laughs> the loot nut. There's a reason oh, I like God. my friends. Oh my god. How about we loot and nut our way into this lore network ad? You're nutting over this ad? Oh my god. Let's go away. Play this ad, please. <laughs> the lore network. New York's Tech Valley region is home to a video game development cluster, ranging from small independent studios to internationally recognized names. One Upstate is a new developer expo coming to Albany, New York in August of 2023. Join us for a day of panels and speakers, networking opportunities, vendors, and an after party that will be all about the games. One Upstate, a celebration of games and the people who make them. Visit oneupstate.com for more information. It was a good ad, but well. I don't think it was loot not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <sighs> so, a uh, brief intro to the topic. These entries are obtained by completing the various altars of reflection. And that's on the throne world, like Sabathun's throne world. Each entry is a report about the altars themselves. So, Orchid, would you like to kick us off? Yes. I would love to. This is the first reading. Altars of Reflection. Dispatch. Access restricted. Decryption key. 
QF4LYZX16G$ IKO-006 Rep number 216-hive-sav Agents Lynn-357 Subject Altars of Reflection Dispatch 1 Regarding the power known as Deep Sight and its use within VIP number 7282's Throne World. Some Guardians have already used this power to access secret pockets of space. Hidden agents have dubbed them Altars of Reflection for now. There, the invocation of Deep Sight in concert with significant objects have enabled us to view memories belonging to number 7282. Two. Access to this power requires spending time with the relic, and subsequently in one of the pyramids. Long-term exposure to darkness in this manner carries inherent risk, and the process is non-trivial. However, in the interest of learning everything possible about the space and the relevant VIP, certain chances must be taken. Considering the sensitive nature of the topic, Reports should be directed subject to the attention of IKO-006 only. 3. So far, it is estimated that Guardians have been able to view memories that number 7282 wants. This supposition is upheld by number 7282's specific and personal input on the memories in question. But why these memories? This remains a worthwhile question to answer in order to understand number 7282's larger goal. 4. Hidden Agent Lynn-357 was dispatched in full understanding of requisite risks to determine the following as possible. Limits and potential physical space applicability of other items and memories, span of number 7282's attention to the mentioned spaces, possibility for use of deep sight outside of altar parameters, and possibility for use of altar parameters with other applications. 5. Lynn-357 is also to assess potential danger in continuing and encouraging guardian access to and use of altar spaces. Message ends. So, a uh, few things I want to cover here. Uh huh. VIP number 7282 is Sabbath. Yes. Um, in case you weren't able to pick that up from the context clues of like, you know, Deep Sight and its use within VIP's throne world. Mm -hmm. The other thing, which is not as clear. And this is me looking ahead to a, a different entry. Mm -hmm. LIN 357. Mm -hmm. Okay. We only see that that agent call sign in this book. Mm -hmm. But we've seen that guardian elsewhere. Oh, well, who is it? So Lisbon 14 is a hunter of the Kentark 3. Oh, cool. They were the, the three guardians that kind of made their way into the Black Garden and went like full on psycho on each other. Oh, no. Yeah, like 
one of them ended up getting killed by the other two and i i like i don't remember the full story but it is intense those are the two things i wanted to cover and then iko 006 is obviously ikora right that's not great the kentark three part well like it makes sense yeah lisbon was was dispatched because we're in an area that is made by darkness but is being cleansed by light like it Mm -hmm. if anybody's gonna know about darkness and be able to report to the vanguard Mm -hmm. like that's that's the key there it's gonna be them you know the right the survivors of the kentark three i think this one's like really straightforward and i like it seems like a lot of the first entries and most of the books we've read lately have all just like really set up the expectations for the book. And I I have to say, I've not read this book, so you're reading it along with me. I have no idea. (laughs) I don't know what to expect. And I've, I've glanced at (laughs) the entries um, enough to, to figure out, Oh, this is a book about the altars of reflection. Yeah. <laughs> like it literally just like opened up like Elemis texted me earlier. He's like, what book are we doing? And I'm like, this one, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I've not read it. <laughs> we'll wing it. You just have a dark word. <sighs> no, I just looked at the ones that we hadn't done yet. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't recognize this one. Let's do this one. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> should i continue on yeah okay this is the second entry altars of reflection assessment access restricted decryption key qf4 lyz x 16 g dollar sign iko dash 006 rep number 217-hive-sav agent lin-357 subject alters of reflection assessment 1. I arrived on site and made my way into the altar space it doesn't appear to have changed much if at all from earlier provided telemetry as predicted There were barriers to access. Several of the loosened brood obstructed my passage and were subsequently dispatched without much trouble. Additionally, the same complication as previously reported blocked the way. Hive rooms. Parsing their nature and repetition of specific patterns was required to gain full access to the altar. Two. On the topic of the presented resistance, there were significantly fewer Hive defenders than could have been mustered, given intelligence on available forces. Based on the token nature of this resistance, and the fact that VIP number 7282 surely knows that Guardians have been here, it can be assumed that the defense is not a sincere attempt to keep us out. Historical precedent exists for setting a guard on a location or item 
to make it appear more attractive. Precedent also exists for opening the way for guardians to participate in the Hive Sword logic. I do not yet have reason to believe this is taking place here, especially given the severance of number 7282's connection to the Worm Gods that have otherwise led her species. But it does not pay to be incautious around the Hive. 3. Once appropriate precautions were taken against any further incursions, I deployed sensors to record what data is possible, focusing on the central altar and its exterior boundaries. Simultaneously, it was necessary to assess the available space for myself. Impressions follow. It is more aesthetically appealing than we usually associate with Hive. Only the structures bear vague resemblance to those on Luna. The colors are pleasing, far removed from scarlet and rot, and the area lacks jagged edges or significant quantities of bone. Structurally, it is a space clearly built to highlight the central area, and, indeed, it draws one to the altar itself. All told, in architecture alone, the creator demonstrates a clear evolution, presumably mirroring her own. 4. On the topic of the structure, Although the available space does not appear to have walls, there is a definite boundary. Matter grows foggy, and there is a strong sense of pushback when moving away from the center. Initially, I believed this to be a function of the architecture, but significant willpower was required to force myself to look further into testing the concept. That alone suggests it should be investigated more. Conscious of the bias in doing so, I am marking it for later experimentation, as it would involve straying from the central objective. Further data forthcoming. Message ends. That is so interesting. And we're gonna go backwards in this one because I wanna talk about that. <laughs> That's a game mechanic, and they right. specifically talked about, like, the invisible walls that we can't go past. Right. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. That's not just, like, game mechanic invisible walls. That's Savathun and her willpower. And I'm like, what? You're in this instance, in at least. Lore? What? In, in, the, like, in the throne world, at least. Kidding me? <laughs> right, what? Okay. I mean, I get it. <laughs> cool. I mean, when, because I was just listening to this, I wasn't reading along. I was just like listening to you, like, read it to me how it should be read half the time. And, <laughs> um, seriously, like, I sometimes I just like understand things when I'm listening to them and not actually reading them. Yeah. And it's not because I was making toast with Nutella on it in the kitchen Ooh. while you were doing this. I know, right? So good. <laughs> um, I was hungry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but 
when the reader was talking about, I think it's she. Is it a she? I don't. Uh, I believe so. Okay. When, or I guess the reporter, um, Guardian, when the Guardian, um, when she was talking about the way the entire thing is built, it's built like a trap. And I don't know if I'm using like the knowledge of yes, these are this is a trap because we're getting the memories back for Savathun through the altars of reflection. Right. Well, and and it it actually and so this is kind of a trap, and all of this is built because it's pleasing for us, and it's built like a trap. Because it's like, oh, no, like, there are guards. Oh, no, you're not supposed to be well, here. So but I, I, it's also, like, nice because it's not built like the rest of her shit. So it's not, like, swampy, red, icky, even though I right. think it's really pretty. But it's, like, you know, calming and blue and rounded and gorgeous, you know, different more pleasing to us you know like the writer said like an evolution in architecture it's different more calming maybe but there it is it's like the evolution in architecture is 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 very different than how it is outside of the area right you only see this architecture in these spots Mm -hmm. so it feels like a trap now now that it's been pointed out. Now, the the one thing I am going to say is, um, mm-hmm. architecturally, it might be that she she wanted to create that kind of a space so that she could position guards outside and reflect on her actual memories. Um, mm-hmm. According to, like, what they've they've actually positioned out there. And knowing the story of which queen that we do, um, she actually plotted for us to help her get her memories back. Um, Wasn't that in the lore book that we just did? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Like the original lore book, the one with all the lies in it. Right. Right, right, right. <laughs> um Martian missives. I I believe that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so part of it is the fact that she did plan for us to actually go in and help her recover her memories, but I think more than that, because throne worlds are a place that reflect the actual entity rather than you know just creation on whim um i think it's more of the fact that she created this one thing that could help her you know look back at memories and it was something that she wanted to safeguard which is why she built it like a trap i don't know about that if she wanted to safeguard it because it's too easy well it at this point, like we're breaking in there. Well, so so yeah. At this point, we're breaking in there because she wants us to. 
like she's not stationing enough guards out front or or not strong enough guards out front because i mean it's usually like one ogre one light bearer and a bunch of acolytes and thralls like if it was really important to her she would position more forces but the fact is she's not right which leads me to believe that she wants us to get in yeah and especially after the completion of the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, as we're getting these these specific entries, um, she's doing the whole, like, two truths and two lies thing. I wish we got more out of the two truths and two lies thing, and maybe we will later. But I wish it was tied to more things. You know? Yeah, no, and, and I agree. Or maybe it is, and we just like haven't really looked into it more. But or we haven't gotten it yet. Or we haven't gotten it, or it's just like I'm too dumb for it, or something. Like I just uh, like it's. Um, I don't know. I feel like we had like we had a bunch of her lies and Martian missives, and then. Like, it feels like with altars, like, now that we're doing, like, the lore kind of behind the altars of reflection now, which is tied to the two truths and two lies that she would give us for altars. It just feels like such a wasted opportunity, but. Right. I don't know. Like, I wish there was more to it. Anyway, do you want me to keep going? We'll see what happens next. Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> this is Altars of Reflection. Control. Access restricted. Decryption key. QF4LYZX16$IKO-006. dollar sign IKO-006. REP number 218-HIVE-SAV. Agents Lynn-357. Subject, Altars of Reflection, Control. One, with the perimeter secured and all sensors ready for analysis, there is no immediate further obstacle to the initial experiments with Deep Sight. On Vanguard authorization, I've borrowed one of the existing artifacts that had been used to produce and view VIP number 7282's memories. Item. A shard of the crystal that number 7282 used recently as a protective measure. CF wrap number 197-hive-sav. Two, in summary, following the known and established process, there is no deviation from what was previously reported. The memory of number 7282's death and subsequent acquisition of light Played back as expected, identical in every beat. See attached file for additional details as necessary. This is not unexpected, and the recording, etc., have been made largely for archival purposes. 3. Subsequent repetitions of the same process revealed additional words from number 7282. Perhaps foolishly, 
I replied to portions of her dialogue that seemed to request a response. However, there was no explicit answer. I believe it is safe to conclude that there is no awareness of hers here, and what is heard is likely a recording coded to the specific memory and or object. Her use of this method to influence and sow doubt is not unexpected. 4. As a test, I used the crystal item to invoke deep sight in the same fashion I used previously. This time with the intent of viewing something different. There are plentiful records of number 7282's interactions with Vanguard and Reef personnel around the larger crystal this piece was retrieved from. However, none of these were viewable. The same item only allowed viewing of the same memory, suggesting a permanent association. I have some additional analysis planned to confirm this. At first glance, these observations imply that if we wish to discover further memories, we will need to collect additional items, likely of personal relevance to number 7282. Confirmation of required item nature forthcoming. Message ends. That's actually really interesting. How so? The so the, I'm I'm looking at the um number four. Okay. What about number four? So she she used the same crystal that that we did. It it appears, um, and. It's like that item is locked to a specific memory. You know, I wondered if it was and wasn't just like a bunch of memories, but it's interesting that it's locked to a specific memory. So that's how it is. I'm just wondering how the memory is chosen. Like, is it because of, you know, a specific event that there's enough psychic energy going on that the memory gets locked into the item or what? Right. Because I mean let's let's be real, like this was also being released during the season that we were talking about psychic warfare. Mm-hmm. I think I like this one. Um I think this one is really interesting because they responded to the memory, like actually spoke to the memory. Right. And they they were like, oh, I feel really foolish, but I responded to the memory like I talked to it. <laughs> it's like somebody yelling at a, a movie screen or something. It, it's like you're yelling at clouds or something. <laughs> no, like Guardian yells at clouds, expects clouds to yell back. So like it's 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 like yelling at a TV, yelling at a show that you're watching. You're expecting the TV to respond. Oh. I guess, yeah, because you're expecting the thing to respond back to you. Right. But you're expecting <laughs> it to respond. You're expecting it to stop what it's doing and, like, respond back to you in a certain way. But you're watching the thing. <laughs> no, don't do that, you moron. Oh. But I do that all the time with Destiny. Like, Destiny, why are you doing this? Destiny doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> so you're just as bad. Got it. I'm just as bad as this person. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But it, it's seemed to request a response, but there is no explicit answer. 
I believe it is safe to conclude that there is no awareness of hers here. So it's a recording coded to the specific memory and or object. So like that's how she determined that, yes, I'm watching a thing and I'm not like interacting with a thing. Which I think we knew that we were just watching memories, but maybe she didn't know. I mean, how are you supposed to know? Like, not every guardian has done weird ass shit like us. Like, for us, this is a Tuesday. For her, like, maybe not, you know? Right. So this is like wild stuff. Like, real wild stuff. I think it's, it is interesting, though, that... That they actually allowed other people to use these objects. Like, I assumed, like, we were the only ones doing this and not, like, other people. Right. Like, I had assumed that we were the lucky one because we're the Guardian. Right? Yeah, no. Apparently not. Apparently it's just other people are just making them up. <laughs> now, My mistake. Now, like, in the Vanguard's defense, this is one of mm-hmm. Ikora's hidden. Yeah, but I swear, like, everyone is one of, like, Ikora's hidden. Like. Almost. <laughs> fucking Sweeper Bot is one of Ikora's hidden. No. Benedict is one of Callus's hidden. <laughs> no, lol. But anyway, um, no, like, it's, it's, that was startling to me, too said right there you know on vanguard authorization i've borrowed one of the existing artifacts that has been used to produce and view vip's memories i just never it never occurred to me you know and and like it never occurred to me that the vanguard actually retrieves those items i just I just thought that after we told Ikora what happened, that she would allow other people to do that. That she'd be like, yes, I'm going to do this again. This seems smart. Well, and... and Like, Ikora, what are you doing? Well, and, and I mean, I'm coming from an auditor's background. Like, the fact that it's a, repeat, a repeatable process and you can confirm what was actually in the initial report, like... It makes sense why the Vanguard was like, oh, yeah, go do this. You know, take this item to the altar. Go check the memory. But man. But at the same time, it's like, can people who are like not as strong guardians be corrupted by those memories or can they corrupt those memories? Or maybe can Sabathun see who has accessed them can she change them can she interact with people through them like we don't understand those memories like yeah they look like they've been recorded and left on those things but are they oh like savathun psychically imprinted herself Uh uh-huh like we don't know like we've we've seen that kind of thing in in science fiction and horror yeah um you know, where somebody is viewing a memory and then all of a sudden the memory just looks at the person. Mm-hmm. So you really want a bunch of people <laughs> using that and giving another window to Savathun? Like, that seems like a great idea. Like, maybe not, guys. Maybe stop. 
Maybe just think about what you've done. <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, you do you, but at the same time, stop. Just don't. <laughs> you know, it's just calm. Calm your tits for like five seconds. <laughs> it just it really stresses me out when people start doing this. This is like a no touchy touchy kind of moment. Right. This is a look look with your eyes and not with your hands. Right. Oh God. Do you want to read the next one to see if we also find something else to look with our eyes and not with our hands? <laughs> yeah, let's 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 do okay. that. Okay. Uh-huh. And this one is Altars of Reflection. New input. Access restricted. Decryption key. QF4L. Y Z X one six G dollar sign I K O dash zero zero six rep number two one nine dash hive dash sav agent Lynn dash three five seven subject altars of reflection new input one Logical next steps in analysis involve changing a variable in the known functional equation. I've taken the liberty of borrowing some items from others in order to conduct some tests regarding expectations. It is worth assessing how much influence the viewer has on the outcome. Two, first test. Introduction of reasonably generic items. As expected, a chunk of glimmer did nothing. A broken off piece from the grip of a new sidearm, purchased specifically for this purpose. Next to nothing. For a moment, there was a shadow. Something that vaguely resembled the gunsmith at work or in conversation. But no memory replay as seen in the items known to produce memories of VIP number 7282. 3. Second test. I had an acquaintance borrow a trinket from a friend of theirs whom I have not met. The item is a medallion smaller than my palm, with old, rubbed, faint, engravings. Following the introduction of this item to the altar, a visible memory resulted, playing out in third person, much like the other memories. I recorded details of this memory for reference and confirmation of accuracy, specifics omitted here as irrelevant. Once a recording has been made and committed, I accessed the file provided by the owner of the item. This file included summaries of what he thought were the most likely memories to be associated with the item. As you can see, details of what I observed matched one of those summaries. Owner's ghost to provide additional context if necessary, either on my return or when another hidden agent reaches out would like to recommend that another agent repeats the same test to see if they can view something different. 4. While we had no reason to doubt the previously revealed memories, all this adds an additional layer of certainty. That which 
we can ascertain via the altars is the truth, full and clear. The only remaining doubts are regarding why and which memories. VIP number 7282 is known to be cunning, but has ultimately been truthful in previous dealings with the Vanguard. Regrettably, these things are not mutually exclusive. 5. I had additional plans for analysis of the altars involving personal items and memory, but I am reconsidering the wisdom in doing so, as well as the necessity. Beyond confirming that the memories produced are repeatable, true, and personal, do we need to know more? I will be moving on to the substance of the world next. Message ends. Okay, so I didn't know that um, you could use any item. And it wasn't like a specific Savathun item. Not just any item. It seems like it. Well, it no, has it has to be, to be in yeah something that is meaningful or old or tied to a person that has a staying power with a person or that they've held on to or something. And you know, and that's that's what I was saying in the last entry, like. I wonder if it's because there's a psychic imprint on the actual item itself. Right. Because, like, if it's an old trinket that's, you know, a guardian is holding on to because it means something. Yeah. Like, there's going to be an imprint there. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, it, it, the entry spoke for itself. You know, it's more about the why and what memory. It's just going to be a guardian puts their phone down, any phone. It's just a guardian, like, taking a shit while, like, looking at Twitter. Every single time. <laughs> Doesn't matter, like, what guardian it is well, or what phone it is. It's just everyone. It's like, why are these all the same? <laughs> I don't understand. God. Every memory. <clears throat> Um, but again, like it, it depends on, on how the memory is chosen. Right. Because like, but it mm -hmm. could be tied to an event that, that, you know, the psychic energy is, is created like with mm -hmm. Savathun. Okay. That, that crystal was created because she was, she had the worm torn out of her and then she was, you know, felt light. She was right. chosen by the light. Like, it was a significant moment for her. It was, yeah. So, like, it makes sense that that, that memory would be locked into one of the shards that she pulled out of herself. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's um, really interesting that she did it on... Or not that she did it on the trinket that she decided after having done it on the trinket and seen that memory and confirmed that memory yeah. that it was that specific memory that was confirmed 
And it wouldn't have just been a plethora of memories. Like, that seems odd to me that that's how that would have worked. Well, and, and like, why would you assume that's how that would work? <laughs> I I have a question for you. Hmm. Looking at something on your desk now, just like a random item mm-hmm. that like means something to you. What memory would you tie to that item? If someone stuck that on the altar, like, do you have an item like that? God. That would then be like, yes, specifically that one memory would definitely be the thing that would play each time. I, Just that one memory, because right. I don't think that's how it would work. Right. And that might be why in the second test they were like, oh, hey, you know, these were significant memories involving the trinket. So, like, you know, it might be one of these. That might be why they were like, you know, here's five or eight of them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Details of what I observed matched one of those summaries. And it included summaries of what he thought were the most likely memories. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's something that is significant and involved yeah. the item itself. Right. And it's it's not it's not a pinpoint thing. Like it's not a surefire thing that like, oh hey, this is the memory on this one item until you actually test it at the altars. Like you don't know for certain until you test it. The memory's locked in anyway, but I'm interested to find out more. I'm just interested just in general because I find it really hokey and kind of full of bullshit. Like, I find the idea of a memory imprinting on an item to just in general be bullshit. I mean, there are like a few items where I'm like, I can look at it and be like, yes, I know I have a specific memory for that specific item. No, there's a lot of things I have that are that I don't have a specific memory tied to. Right. Same here. That item. Same here. Um, like I do like, for example, um, and I've told this story before, but I have like I have a glass picture like it's a picture that's like been infused onto a piece of glass of and it's a screenshot from this game. <laughs> of um of sam and i like waiting for the whisper mission yeah i remember you talking about that before and i think i've yeah and i've i've shown that screenshot like many times but i mean that's when like sam and i became like bffs and it has like a lot of meaning to me and um it's like probably like one of my like greatest possessions I have that like mean the most. And um like I have it like right next to my bed. So I see it all the time. I know Toki. Ugh. And <laughs> so Toki's like, I have to be over here for this. And um so like I could I could say like yes, like probably the memory of 
that afternoon and playing and doing a bunch of fashion because we had waited so long for the mission that day that we had just been doing a lot of fashion. And that's why we took that screenshot <laughs> because we finally like figured out like good looking fashion. So that's why we took it. <laughs> How Toki. So, I mean, that's like an item. But other than that, not really. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe my violin, I have a lot of, like, memories tied to it, but not, like, a specific memory. Right. Like, you asked me about, you know, the stuff on my desk, but, like, I look around and I, I don't see anything that I have such a strong tie to that there would be a memory imprinted on it. Yeah. Um, You know, I've got some Metro cards, but those are dime a dozen and... Like, there were no significant events on Metro, or else, like, I probably wouldn't be here. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so ominous. I, I mean, with, with the way DC Metro has been in the last year, like, yeah. Oh, my God, I know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, no, so, like... I I think that's why it was specific about, like... You know, I took a trinket from this one person because it did hold that that kind of significance to them. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, I don't know. Should we read the next one? Absolutely. Is this me? Am I reading this? Yes. Stuff? <laughs> OK. Um, all right. Here's the next one. R.E. Altars of Reflection. New input. Access restricted. Decryption key. QF4LYZX16G$0006. Rep number 220Hive-SAV. Agent Len-357. Subject RE. Altars of Reflection. New input. 1. I moved forward with invocation of a personal item anyway, despite previous reports concluding that it was unnecessary. Testing continued with the cloak I have kept from back then, the one I was wearing when I was found. I don't know what I was expecting from it, just that after all that time not remembering, my curiosity went out. I wanted to know. Two. The memory was like a key and a lock. All the rest laid open to me once I remembered this one thing. The first time I witnessed the memory, I barely processed any of what was happening. I was so caught up in simply looking at her, I forgot to breathe. She had the most luminous blue eyes. How could I have ever forgotten her? Everything in my head was jumbled. All the things I'd forgotten were trying to be heard at once, and she was the only constant. So I used the item again, this time intending to make a coherent report, thinking I could process by writing it all down. I just wound up watching again, caught up in remembering the three of us. This awful set of moments suspended in perfect replica. Before this, I didn't recall anything of the incident. 
even who my fire team was at the time. I'd wondered what might be in that gap and why I hesitated even when I was curious. It wasn't enough to know that I had survived and should not return. I think, despite all that wondering, some part of me didn't want to remember. But that's how lies happen, isn't it? In the places we don't want to look. Little by little, we let the weeds grow and the shadows encroach, and we tell ourselves there's nothing in the overgrowth. And if there is, it isn't something that matters very much. Deep sight does not allow for such deceptions. Message ends. That's rough. Yeah. It. Oh, man. It almost sounds like she's remembering her time in the Kentark 3. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, she had trauma in there. I mean, obviously, because of what happened. Mm-hmm. Obvious, um, yeah. And she kind of just mentally locked it away. Mm-hmm. And... The altar is um, unlocking it for her. That's rough. Yeah. My girlfriend is currently going through some of that in therapy. And it's been Mm -hmm. rough for her. So, like, I can only imagine, like, witnessing your fire team turn on each other and, you know, you pulling Mm -hmm. a trigger on somebody that you once considered one of your friends like I, I just i i can't even imagine the kind of like emotions that that would stir up oh that that's that's just rough it's just the whole thing it also felt like it was unlocking just more just in general Key memories for like, unlocking you know, other memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you know how um like if you unlock some memories, like it cascades into other memories start unlocking. Yeah. And so like for me reading this, I was like, oh no. <laughs> like what because at the beginning, after I read this, I was like, okay, maybe it's just, just Kentark 3. Then I was like, oh, maybe this cloak is from other things. <laughs> like, don't do this. This is another um, looky-don't-touchy moment. Like, don't do this. Don't do it for your own, your own ending, you know. Your own needs. Yeah. Maybe. It's so dangerous having these. Just like hanging out. Right. And and that's how many altars are there? There's just is there only one or is there many? From my understanding, it's just the one. Okay. It's an altar of reflection. Like it's it's a specific one. Um Okay. <clears throat> even though it says altars of reflection. Right. I don't know, because we go to it a lot. I just wondered if there was more than one or if there was just the one. Well, and and there are enough variations in the altars themselves, like the actual missions. Right. Mm-hmm. That it, 
it could be multiple. It was always confusing to me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if it's multiple or if it's just one, but the lock keeps changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, the guards outside keep changing. It could be. It could just be the guards and the locks change to try to make it fresh. <laughs> oh, no. Keep the, it fresh. Oh, no. The guardians broke in. Let's place you there and let's change the locks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to make them think that, you know, we're getting complacent. God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, should I continue? Yeah, please. Okay. And this is a really short one. This next one is the Altars of Reflection. Conclusion. Draft. Access restricted. Decryption key missing. Rep number 221-hive-sav. Agent Lynn-357. Subject. Altars of Reflection. Conclusion. Draft. 1. Assessment. Low physical threat presented. Despite the known involvement of VIP number 7282, there is no direct contact here now. Further, the altars are absent of traps or lethal intent as long as data missing. 2. Recommendations Access to be restrict data missing. 3. Final thoughts Data missing. Awaiting input. I haven't been as thorough as possible. There is still data that can be extracted from the altars. I haven't committed to due diligence. After seeing old memories of my own, I initially wanted to leave as fast as I could. As if I could leave those memories behind, too. But it's safe enough here for now. And I still have a job to do as a hidden agent. Study to carry on a little longer. I'll submit this report when I'm sure I am done here. Send message. You know, at least she's being honest about having looked at her own memories. Because she could have not been honest about that. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, she could have just completely omitted that part. Yeah. She really could have not said anything at all. So good on her for actually being like, yeah, I looked at my own memories. It was really bad. I wanted to leave. So, I mean, like, proud of her for that. Right. That was really good. Right. Like. Mm hmm. It was all right there. Like, she could have just not said anything. But the fact that she did. Yeah, she really could have. Yeah. But she did. Like, I know. I knew several people who um, wouldn't have if they were in that kind of a situation. Right. So, like, it's it's a good character trait. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from that, um, there's not much here. She's yeah. just waffling over sending her report. Right. And like, there's still 
data missing and mm-hmm. it was like she started the recommendations and then just stopped yeah and it, i mean it's still a draft so like it makes sense but right mm-hmm. yeah anyway should we uh read the next one see where this goes then absolutely all right this next one is called personal accountability oh no access private decryption key invalid rep number 005 lisbon agent lynn-357 subject personal accountability i still can't accept this memory i repeat it anyway telling myself that this time I'll spot the right detail, the sign that means I can put it down. But I don't. It stays just the same every time. Again and again, no matter what I try, what intent I approach it with, what happened, happened. I remember that I wanted to forget it all. Forget her, forget them, so that what I'd done wouldn't matter so it could disappear into the array of past missions with the rest. I spent a long time lying to myself about it. Something helped me forget. I watch her slip up behind me, watch myself turn with weapon readied, and I remember everything. And I think, this is the only place I'll ever see them again. So I call it up one more time, just to look her in the eyes. I'm not sure how long I've spent on this. It probably isn't wise. But just once more. One more look, and I'll be sure to remember them even when I've left. One more. I don't know how many times I've said one more. Have I learned anything at all? There's one thing. Close my eyes. Think about it. What do I want least right now? I draw a breath. I don't recognize the sense. I remember again when I last came here, when I thought not of accessing memories, but instead of the architecture and how it directed us inward. And then I turn away from the unvarnished truth of my worst moments and walk. I'm not going anywhere in particular, just out, away. Crystal and runes and the impression of beauty grow fuzzy and frail around me, and the steps to take grow harder as if dragging my body through mud instead of walking on solid ground. Fog blinds me, and now I hear it whispering. Barely distinguishable, but louder as I go. I know what my body failing feels like, and I don't care. I walk as far as my legs will carry me, listening to the whispers of the Witch Queen, searching for the meaning here in this liminality. Kiri wakes me under a high vaulted ceiling, and I remember what I must
That's intense. That's that is some shit. <laughs> and like this is what she's feeling as she's seeing her her memory. Um Yeah. And and the thing that gets me is, you know, at the first half of it, she's like, I still can't accept this memory. I repeat it anyway, telling myself that this time mm-hmm. I'll spot the right detail. Um, and then she's yeah. like, one more look, and I'll be sure to remember it then. Um, mm-hmm. And then she's just like, I'm out. I'm just going to keep walking. Right. And she just like walks away. Well, Presumably and- like while the countdown timer. Well, and, and I think her walking away and like her body failing is specifically because she spent way too much time at the altar itself. Right. You see it in in some some TV shows or movies where like somebody has lost somebody um and they they keep lo- replaying a voicemail or um in some of the high, you know, the sci-fi ones they they keep replaying the video or the hologram of that person and they just stay in bed all day and they're just playing that over and over. Like, that's essentially what the kind of vibes that I'm getting from this. Right. But it can't be good to spend all your time, like, in the Witch Queen's weird, you know. Weird memory vault. Yeah. I mean, like, to get that memory out, you must be, like, inhaling some shit or doing something to memories. Like, it can't be good for you. Well, well, no. So, like. To get that memory out, you just need the right item. Yeah, but I know. But I mean, to see it and to make it work, like, how does it work? And and that's that's the problem that we have is that there's no there's no explanation of like why certain memories are locked on an item. Yeah, you don't know how it works. But like, the why and how it works aside, um. It's just, it's intense. Um, Yeah. You know, it's saying here, and then I turn away from the unvarnished truth of my worst moments and walk. No, that's a, that's a lot for me. Like that is, that's a powerful way of, of saying that. Like it's, it's talking about like the raw truth. Mm-hmm. Of, of the worst moments in that guardian's life mm-hmm. that they have specifically locked away because of trauma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, God. It's like giving <clears throat> them up or accepting it, maybe. Or not accepting it. I don't know even what that means. Right. Like it's not specifically accepting it because they had to keep playing it over and over. Um, but like it's 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 almost like she can't wrap her mind around the memory itself. Right. And you know what it actually means. God. Do you want to read the last one? See where it leads us? Absolutely. Okay. And this is Altars of Reflection. Conclusion. Access restricted. Decryption key QF4. 
four L Y Z X one six G dollar sign I K O zero zero six rep number two two one dash hive dash sav agent Lynn dash three five seven subject altars of reflection conclusion one assessment low physical threat presented despite the known involvement of vip number 7282 there is no direct contact here now further the altars are absent of traps or lethal intent so long as one remains within the bounded space accessed by the specified method however impacts of using deep sight should not be underestimated two experiment notes telemetry includes sensor readings breakdown thereof object produced expected memory applies to the vast majority of tests three recommendations guardians should not be encouraged to visit the altars use of deep sight under these circumstances has provided valuable information but given the initial involvement with pyramids etc and the inherent danger in long-term occupation of number 7282's throne world it should not be relied on further the resurrection of old personal memories creates vulnerability and distraction and has the potential to trigger long-lasting psychological detriment to the visitor. None of the possible applications are worth enough comparatively. 4. Final Thoughts If there is any further value to be found here, it lies in the spaces between what VIP number 7282 has created. Knowing that we see true memories does not mean there isn't a secondary agenda. And above all, we should ask, why these memories in particular? What is it number 7282 has to say to us? And what might the wide dissemination of these truths do? What do these truths say to you, IKO-006? I would prefer to avoid further deployment of this nature. Message ends. Yeah. Interesting that I do appreciate her final recommendation of guardians should not be encouraged to visit the altars. Yeah. Very smart. Well, and, and yeah, I'm wondering because like there might still be some guardians who have personal items from their their past lives. Yeah. From their first life. Like mm -hmm. using the altar. Especially on, if they woke up with them. Right. Yeah. Right. So using the altar with those items would give personal like memories of their first life, which is against Vanguard policy. We have Kate's journal. Anna Bray has Anna Bray's old stuff. Right. Right. 
and then there's there's um oh god um shinobu right who literally has a diary from like the week before she died mm-hmm. i mean there's guardians who have personal items from their past life and those items hold significant meaning to those guardians so using them in the altars would like it's a very slippery slope because then it's like well if we can get our memories back why not others and actually that might be where crow's story is going i mean crow got his memories back though and and, i mean that was forceful it wasn't by crow's wishes yeah Mm -hmm. but like that that brings up the whole idea of you know how do you deal with that (sighs) i mean it's just like we have this technology that savathun essentially gifted to us we can't use it because we can't trust it it's such a waste well like can't we say that about everything yeah, everything she touches is a waste. We can't touch. We can't trust it. It sucks. And and that's that's why I have such a hard time with the character. Her in general, right? Because for the for the longest time, it was literally you know, oh, it was Savathun doing this shit, and we couldn't trust anything that she said or did or. You know, anything she gifted us, like, if you can't trust any of it, then none of it's useful. <sighs> and I'm I'm stopping myself from going into a full rant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I mean, like, we we all know how you feel about Sabathun at this right. point. Right. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> like, we all know how you feel. But I mean, I kind of agree with you on that point, though, at this point. Like it in this late juncture with as much Savathun as we've gotten in the story and like how such a pivotal character she is. It's she as much of the story as she's touched, we can't trust anything in the story anymore. And it's to the detriment of the story. Right. It's like, what can you trust? Literally nothing. And and that's exactly it. And a lot of the problem is the fact that, like, her as a character, her thing was cunning. Mm-hmm. Not specifically, like, trickery or lying or anything. Those were nicknames that we attributed to her. Yeah. And I I feel like, because of the nicknames that we attributed, the character went into a specific path. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's... In general, did you like this story? And looking at the altars in more of, like, a scientific way? Oh, I did. I I enjoyed the altars. I enjoyed the actual link to the Kentark Three. Um, like this was a fun book for me. What about you? 
Um, I did not know that they even had done a lore book on the altars. So color me surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Lol. But uh, I always appreciate uh, lore books like this. And I really um, enjoyed learning more about the altars in this respect. I liked learning that you can use any object on the altars, not just like her objects, like Savathun's objects. Like I thought they were like keyed just for her memories. I didn't know it was just like any fucking object that you want. Like me, my dumbass putting my gun down on the thing, like suddenly like my memory plays. Like (laughs) if that happens, that would be hilarious. As long as your gun (laughs) held significance to you. Yeah, but my guns mean literally nothing to me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I like this. Her trauma with the kentark three and the altars now like that's awful i'm really sorry that happened to her um it seems like we can't read a single lore book without some sort of fucking trauma happening like like, thanks bungie (laughs) but like we're literally resurrected newborns that are told hey here's a gun go fight I know. I know. There's bound to be trauma. I know. But I'm just like so surprised at the same time. I really want somebody to be like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Just go fuck yourself. Effort. Like, I'm going to go the other way. I know. But she like fought for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But like Effort and her colony. I- just pieced out after fighting yeah. for a bit. I pre- I appreciate her and what she's done. And we haven't heard anything about them since like year one of D two. Yeah, I'm expecting to not hear anything because no one wants a story of people who don't fight. Bungie ain't writing that story. <laughs> they want people who shoot guns, not people who don't shoot guns. Yeah. Because God forbid we talk to the enemy first. Lol. But anyway, yeah, I really like the story because I like finding out new things about Destiny as a place. Absolutely. Because I think the story of the thing as a place is interesting and I would like more stories like this. (laughs) So do you have any shout outs? First and foremost, uh, shout out to you and Rindle for keeping the podcast going. While I was... uh, It did not burn down. Right. It didn't burn down. Um, And uh, second shout out to my girlfriend, because this book, it it literally matches what she's been going through in therapy. Like, it... Not the story specifically, but, like, how she's interacting with, with repressed memories and that stuff. Oh, well, I hope she's doing better. We're getting through it. Well, that's good. One step at a time. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Uh, What about you for shout outs? Uh, 
I, I always panic during shout outs because I have one and then I like never have one. <laughs> you um, have one until I call on you, then it's out the window. I know, right? <laughs> um, t- it's Today is Rosh Hashanah. So um, shout out to all of our Jewish listeners. Uh, Shana Tova. What she said. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So it's it's uh jewish new year so it's technically a high holy day <laughs> i'm not supposed to be working right now but we're doing a podcast anyway i mean it's a hobby so uh, it's a hobby it's not really working and i mean we've been goofing off for at this point two hours that's uh, true yeah we've really been goofing <laughs> off we've really like hardly working right but um yeah so um yeah okay the happy new year to um to all of our jewish listeners so okay yeah Mm -hmm. and this is the part of the episode we like to give special thanks the audio for this episode was produced by rindel zivas you can find him on twitter at rindel zivas the artwork for this episode is courtesy of at wolshock b on twitter the music in this episode is copyright Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. And final reminders. You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at heyitsorchid, or at i underscore am underscore elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a five-star review wherever you find the podcast. It's the correct number of stars, <laughs> by the way. It's five stars. Good job. Um, you can join our Discord. That's It's down in the episode description. But if you want to type it out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we appreciate it greatly. Thank you for your generosity, finger guns. Yes. Thank you for your generosity, finger guns. Finger guns. (laughs) Okay, Orchids, say goodbye. Goodbye. Take care. See you next time stuff and things not if i see you first is that a promise or a threat yes (sighs) (laughs) i don't know how to feel about that sounds like a threat we'll have to fight i'll meet you in the parking lot okay i'll be the winded guy in the back okay (laughs) i will definitely win take care everyone bye Fathers. Are we?